I'll push play and then we can discuss this. Like, how do we prep this? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I could prep you for what's going on, but part of the magic is you not knowing sometimes. But, like, I need to know at least, like, is this a long-form episode? Do you have news to get to? Do I need to kill some time with a story? I mean, you'll find out. If, if you needed to be prepared for the episode, you'd know ahead of time. Okay, you'll let me know. Yeah, like, I'm not going to be like, all right, and now Harvey Z, vamp for 20 minutes. I can vamp for 20 minutes. It's just not going to be quality. <laughs> you don't know what quality is, though. Like, Harvey Z. Well, okay, that came out wrong. Let me, let me rephrase that. Sometimes what you think is not quality turns out to be great entertainment. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> Even if it isn't, I'm just, I'm not going to examine it any further. It nope. seems like all I heard was, you complimented me on being a great podcaster. You know, Thank you. We're going to go with that. We're going to go with that and just go right into the main episode and not think about that anymore. Shit, what are we talking about? Like, I always try to guess what's going to happen in the news and stuff like that and my staying up. So I am curious, like, what is this episode about? I guess I'm like the first fan, in a way. <laughs> like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I, like, I might learn something. Who knows? Uh, like, this, I am now, the... this is sausage. This is part sausage that... Uh... I'm not telling them what I'm doing. Well, I am telling them what I'm thinking, but... This isn't sausage. This is like I think this is sausage because you're giving away that you do zero prep work for these I, episodes. I think they know that at this point. <laughs> I do zero prep work. This is like condiments to the sausage. It's flavoring. Uh, okay. Tasty sweet flavoring. You know, uh, fine. Mustard and mayo. Ew, no. Ew. What's your hot dog topping of choice? I don't put toppings on my hot dogs. You eat them plain? Yeah, I put hot dog in a bun and just eat the hot dog. Onions? If I'm really feeling like it, maybe ketchup, but... <laughs> Not even, like, okay, you were going to pick one condiment, the rest of the world's ready. Ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> Not even ketchup mustard. is like the standard condiment. No, it's not. Mustard is. No, must. What? If okay, if you lay down ketchup and mustard, everyone like will the pick mustard. Are you kidding me? You can have a Twitter poll about this. I I will turn to the people. The people will back me up on this one. You really think mustard it goes before ketchup? Yes, one hundred percent. If you had to pick one condiment on a hot dog, and the choices were ketchup and mustard, mustard wins one hundred percent of the time. Well, except for idiots. Like, the majority are going to pick mustard. So, I, <laughs> mustard wins 100% of the time, except for when it's only, like, 75% of the time. It's going to win 51% of the time. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I could even... I would make a bet on that. You... I don't know what I would bet. Like, I need a hot dog with ketchup? Ugh. This just sounds bad, though. Children. Okay, if you poll a bunch of, like, people who are under the age of 15, they might pick ketchup. Anybody with mature taste buds? Mustard. Automatically. Are you calling me immature? Is that what you're saying? You heard it here, folks. I didn't say that. You, you, sir. Uh, you know, I, I thought this, you were a mustard eater. This episode is starting contentiously. I'm not a fan of this. I think, and did we, didn't we just get into like a whole milk debate? <laughs> we did. And you couldn't, you are unbelieving that I don't like milk. Yeah. Yeah. It still weirds me out that you're not a milk drinker, but I can accept that somewhat. The ketchup thing. I'm glad I think, you're so accept, accepting of other cultures. Harvey Z is nothing but tolerant. The the ketchup thing, yeah, you have immature taste buds. I'm sorry, I knew that about you. It's okay. I, that's what what is wrong with you? That's not I nice. accept you and your differences and your ketchup ways. Mustard is disgusting. I've never liked mustard. <sighs> but ketchup, I mean, 
Okay. I mean, again, children, I feel like you can make a poll about this. I said if I had to choose one, normally I don't have any condiments. Oh, so how much are you pro ketchup over nothing? I would rather have nothing over ketchup. But if I'm forced to have condiments, I will take ketchup. And does the quality or type of sausage slash hot dog matter? Yes. Like if you had a bratwurst versus a spicy sausage versus... I mean, definitely a spicy sausage, you don't want condiments because you want the spicy flavor. Mustard! It's spicy and spicy! Double spice! (laughs) Oh my god! How are you... Relish, onions, mustard. Boom! Well, I don't like raw onions, so I'm not doing that. Harvey Z's favorite vegetable? I follow an onion on Twitter. The Half Onion Trump account. Relish looks like somebody puked on the hot dog. Uh, okay, like, but it tastes good. Taste? I, I am a very visual. Like, okay. if it doesn't look right, like, I'm one of those people that, like, if your food starts mixing together on the plate, I can't have it. Like, I gotta have my sections and different, like... I think I know what to get you for your birthday. What? Have you seen the new things that have come out, like, recently in the last year? Like, on the, like, the PVC channels or whatever they are. But, like, the... Is se- PVC a type of pipe? Yeah, I don't know what they're called. Q, whatever those... QVC is QVC, the TV channel. PVC, same thing. The knockoff QVC. Uh, they made, like, plate separators. They're little, like, triangles that literally fit on a circular plate to keep, like, your peas separate from your corn and stuff like that. Really? And it's, like, at least three. Don't they just make plates that also have that? But so this is designed for, should you have any type of normal plate, you just pull out your plate separator and boom, you're safe. And it literally is just... Little partitions for your food. I see that feels. You're getting this for your birthday, buddy. <laughs> okay, like that feels like more like a like a child thing. Like if I'm an adult, I just get a plate that has separators. What if you're at a party that has nice glass plates and no separators? Then I just like I I don't like make a big deal out of it. And they're serving, it. like, curries and saucy things. And, oh, no, it's going to blend together. I Also, like, if you'd let me finish, like, <laughs> if it blends together, I can eat the stuff that's not blended. I just, like, the stuff that starts touching, I don't end up eating. On your own plate? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I need to get you this. I feel like <laughs> this is actually going to change your life now. <laughs> like, you will be a happier person with this little... Like well, plate separators. The, uh, okay, you because know you just don't eat it if it touches. Prob- probably not. Like I'll maybe like it depends on like certain sauces I'm okay with, but like you prefer each nine. Like I, if I if like I haven't eaten baked beans in forever, but like if you eat have like baked beans and they get on like your vegetables or whatever, I'm not going to eat the vegetables that are covered in baked beans. Like ugh. But you get like barbecued vegetables. You've created a new taste sensation. See, you're the one that's all about taste sensations, though. I you, am. You, I like you novelty. You, like, drink chocolate cereal wine or whatever the hell that was. Yeah. Guilty. <laughs> like, yes. I'm not, like, I'm not a new taste sensation kind of guy. I'm a, I like what I like, and there's nice divisions and how flavors, like, I don't want 12 flavors at once. I want the one good flavor that I know I like. So you must hate, like, Chinese food buffets. Where you just, like, pile everything Where it's, together. like, all the different things, and they inevitably are going to smush together on your I, plate. I keep them very separated. And if it takes me a couple tries, I'll... I'll okay. Yeah. Like, I can get, like, sweet and sour chicken, and, and then, on like, keep that separated from, like, a egg roll, and then, you know... The egg roll can't touch? 
the egg roll, you dip it in sauces and you just put it in other sauces. It's that's like the natural wall. I would figure that would be your separator. <laughs> like it's okay if the egg roll gets saucy. Wow, you're fascinating. Like this is I know the audience is like where's the games, but this is just <laughs> fascinating to me. You think you know a guy? It's a gamer. We're here. It's a gamer. That's it. Hello everyone and welcome to Make Me a Gamer. I'm your host T-Man and I'm here with Harvey Z in the place to be. And I did it wrong again. Hello everyone and welcome to Make Me a Gamer. The Procedurally generated podcast that's a roguelike for your ears. I'm not introducing us again, because we already introduced. But, I mean, we could just have it be after us, too. We could have it moving through the show. Moving in Just, the like, in, in the middle. P.S. We're a procedurally generated podcast. I figure, like, within, like, before we say our names or after, there's no right or wrong there. But it flows so much better. Welcome to Make Me a Gamer, the procedurally generated podcast that's a roguelike for your ears. Versus... Welcome yeah. to Make Me a Gamer. I'm your host, T-Man. Okay, okay. And, like, and then what do I say? And we're a procedurally generated podcast? Like, it doesn't flow. you you got to respect the rhythm. It's a good separator. So uh, we, we, we vamped for a lot longer than I thought. You got apparently yeah. my food tastes. Again, you can cut out most of it. I, I always know. tell you to cut stuff. No, and we're not going to cut. This is gold, Harvey. It's gold. <laughs> this is what the people want to hear. And Harvey Z. Please. I mean, we don't have anyone to tell us not to do it, so that's true. They would write in. Yeah, if if they didn't want to hear the stuff that I put it in the podcast, obviously they would tell us, and we would obviously listen to the fans. Of course, of course. Uh, so there's been some big news, and from the big news, I, I came up with your Harvey Z snap oh. for this week. And if for those of you who are joining us for the first time, uh, this came from thanos and basically every time beginning of the episode i give harvey z choice between two things and he has to snap one out of existence and it's gone forever you still have your memories of it but just like you know people who are dusted like can't see it anymore you can't hear it anymore and it can't be made anymore uh or recreated or whatever so there was some big news that just happened yesterday and that spawned my snap decision for you this this week okay uh Hmm. so here's what you're gonna have to decide between on the one hand disney on the other hand sony so i i may need some help here i know what this is coming from the spider-man universe kind of controversy Uh i know disney owns a lot of shit Mm -hmm. they got the star wars universe they got the marvel universe they got the disney stuff yep is there anything else that i'm missing National uh, Geographic, apparently. Is National the- Geographic, yeah. Uh, they had the Avatar series. They just recently bought Fox, or like the Fox movie branch. So they own a lot of Fox oh, okay. uh, materials. They got X-Men back and Fantastic Four, Avatar, other Fox, Fox movie so things. So they just got the X-Men series. So we yeah. could have future X-Men's coming. Correct. What does Sony have besides Sony PlayStation? Uh, all the Sony films. Uh, they make TVs. Music players. Like physical TVs. Fi- physical things. Um, so hardware. They have a music division. So yeah. they, they have they there's publishing in that sense. So this is a problem with this snap. I'm ignorant. I'm really ignorant and I feel like I'm going to cause problems when I snap out like <laughs> Sony. Just because I don't know what belongs to Sony. I totally 100% seeing myself going like, oh, well, 
yeah, Marvel, I know, like, Marvel Universe, I know Star Wars and stuff. I don't want to get rid of that stuff. I'll just kill whatever's in Sony because I can't think of what they do. And then, like, I know PlayStations are gone. Mm-hmm. That's all over the top of my head I can think of. Like, I know some music bands are on Sony, but I'm just going to accidentally dust a whole bunch of people here. Yeah, probably. And I'm okay with that. You sure? You really want to save the Disney problem is I don't know much. what I'm not dusting and what I am dusting with the Sony one. I mean, th- but that that could like affect your decision. You know, like you. Oh, the uncertainty of yeah, what the I uncertainty. Don't... You might not want to dust something you really care about, but what you if... know there is like Disney is good, but you don't need any more Disney. So maybe you don't... I the star. I want more Star Wars. I okay. want more Marvel. I want mm-hmm. more X Men. Uh Disney films, sure, why not? Disney World, sure, why not? Like, I don't mind, like, those things I want, but there's the potential of, oh, I might dust something that I don't know that I'm beloved and loved to. I mean, technically right now you're dusting Spider-Man. The Spider-Man, oh, the but this film is already on, like, hiatus slash who knows what's happening. True, but you'll never get any other Spider-Man movies again. Didn't Disney, like, Disney doesn't own the Spider-Man property? No, so Disney has, like... Marvel still has like the comic rights, okay, um, and like merchandising rights and things like that. But Sony currently owns the movie rights, and so by doing this, no Spider-Man movies. Yeah, but if there's the comics, can't we have new Spider-Man? Or is this part of the cannot be made again? I mean, it it would be strictly movies. I can't create like a they new also, franchise. I mean, like, also Sony is making the first party Spider-Man game, so you probably wouldn't get any more Spider-Man games. That's the games. That's why it's like I, the thing that sucks though is I would lose all PlayStation games. All PlayStations? Like I know Sony doesn't really make video games, but they make the system. Are you kidding me? They made God of War. Not they, worried about that. They made Days Gone. They made Spider-Man. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, they made Ratchet and Clank. So far, I'm okay. It's Final Fantasy Tactics that I'm sad about. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't be able to play it because it's yeah. only on PlayStation. <laughs> like, Wait, I have an emulator. I mean, I have a... I've seen games online that I could... If, if, we're, like, if we're going so far as to say like all PlayStations are gone, it would also be all PlayStation emulation, I think. Because like, the system wouldn't exist anymore, yeah. which means there's nothing to emulate. <sighs> Man... Do they own computer games? Um, Am I going to dust XCOM? No, no, that's not okay. Yeah, you're you're not. Worried Disney about doesn't that. make games. That uh, I, I mean, I like mean, they make their Kingdom Disney. Hearts. Yeah, but you'd lose stuff like Mickey Mouse's Castle of Illusion, yeah. like the old games. Yeah, uh, you'd lose Kingdom not... Hearts. You lose. I I don't actually know if you'd lose Marvel games. Oh, but if you're going by the Marvel franchise thing, yeah, I'm not sure. Sh- I guess, I mean, if Disney owns Marvel, then yeah. Marvel Entertainment, yeah, you'd lose the Marvel Because if I games. destroy the comic book Spider-Man, don't I destroy the movie Spider-Mans? Because they have no source material to go off of? I, well, didn't we, de- didn't we decide this in another earlier... Fuck it, I'm one? killing Sony. This okay, is too complicated. Right. <laughs> Sony's gone. Oh no, I can't play games. I mean, you also lose out on, like, some of the best televisions and headphones and... Like, physical hardware? I'm okay with that. I buy cheap-ass headphones. Okay. All right. Like, this is one of those things where I'm going to dust it, and then, like, every couple, like, days or every few weeks, I'm like, ah, crap. You're going to remember. As I realize, like, something, something else is gone. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to see what, what you... Uh... What have I destroyed? Like, all Sony properties. Yeah. What did I accidentally dust? Yeah, they, like, they own Bravia, which is a type of one of the TVs. 
apparently have Xperia. Those phones are Sony, so those are all gone. Sony Interactive Entertainment is the PlayStation division. Um, got rid of those. Sony Music uh, and Sony Music Japan. So apparently, I am worried about that. But see, let's see who's under Sony Music. Yeah. So flagship labels. Uh, Columbia Records. Oh wait, I destroyed RCA ent- Records, Epic Records, Arista Records. No, I destroyed entire record labels. Yeah, they're under list of Sony Music Entertainment labels. Oh shit, Arista is great, and like RCA and stuff. That's old school hip hop right there. Yep, they're all gone. Ah fuck, what have I done? I, like, did so I? I was surprised you were so quick to get rid of Sony. I just wanted some Marvel stuff. Yeah, like, And that is why everyone right now is mad at Sony and not Disney. Because Disney like owns a lot of IP, but there is just the entertainment. Like They don't own much other stuff outside of like movies and that sort of thing. And so like you kept your movies, but you got rid of music, video games, other movies, uh, hardware, software. Actually, I don't know if they do software. Video game stuff. Uh, yeah, I guess technically they have like OSs and things for like the PlayStation. But I was thinking more along the lines of, um, let's see, list of Sony Music artists: Afrojack, Allison Chains, Alicia Keys, Alan Parsons Project, uh, Alkaline Trio. You could jump down. You have to go through the A's. But uh, there's a Audio lot. Slave. Um, Grateful Dead was partially on Arista Records, but they weren't fully. But some of their music in the '80s and stuff were. Actually, a lot of their stuff was. Ah, fuck. Jeff Beck, but not regular Beck. I have Jeff Beck stuff as well, though. Bolero. Uh, Eurythmics. Iron Maiden. No! What have I done? <laughs> Already this world sucks. Good Charlotte. <laughs> not, not that you would care about that. Yeah, but... I'm, I'm okay on that one. Um, I'm trying to see if the... Trying to see who else. What, get, name a couple bands that you would be saying. Oh, Korn is gone. Okay, I like them. I was a fan of the new metal stuff. Like uh, Less Than Jake. Uh, I, didn't I, like, get... I like, they're, they're some yeah. of my favorite ska. I know they're not everyone's cup of tea, but The Offspring, you killed my favorite band. I know. Ooh. Outcast. But you don't know I killed these folks. You it's didn't true. know I didn't. I, a lot of people are going to be pissed. It wasn't me. <laughs> Did we lose Shaggy? Uh, did we lose Shaggy? Uh, no. Doesn't look like we lost Shaggy, but we did lose Shakira. Oh, that was one of the first albums that I bought that I regretted, and I purely bought it for an album cover. Uh, I mean, okay. I I get that. I I feel like... Tenacious D. Okay. Huh. The D. I mean, it... Under my rules, I don't think... Oh, Wiz Khalifa is gone. Snoop Under to- my rules, like I don't think these people have stopped existing, but like their the careers. music, yeah, their careers, like <laughs> these are like the any songs published by Sony or like under Sony's label, like okay, you they you just can't make them anymore, can't hear them. Radios are gonna like lose a lot of their songs now. Yeah, I, but I can't take it back. Can't take it back. You got impatient. Yeah. You snapped it. You... I didn't want to think about all these choices and stuff, so I just made a quick judgment call. And now you better hope you those Marvel movies are good. <laughs> they won't have great soundtracks. <laughs> no sweet dreams are made of these. <laughs> okay. Well, so this world's got off to an interesting start. 
I don't actually remember the other things. I'll have to recap them next week. But mm. uh, well, uh, we, we, we've gotten some interesting things taken out already. Like, this is the first where it's starting to become like a dystopia. Like the <laughs> world is slowly like, ooh, now it's. Yeah, there were a few couple very specific things I think we got rid of. This was the first like broad one that you got rid of a lot of stuff. So we're going to dip into the question bucket because we actually have had a question from our very loyal Overbob viewer uh, during our hiatus that I never actually got to. Uh, so I apologize for not reading that this out sooner. Yeah, I'm sure you've been waiting to hear it. Uh, but again, comes from Overbob. So I'm trying to figure out how to... So he like had like a long form question oh. uh, and then also like shortened it into like a too long didn't read question so i'm just going to read the whole thing here here's my question well more of a prompt i guess but what are your unpopular gaming opinions you've talked about not liking the last of us and stuff like that and i was thinking about you talking such things but not about just naming games you don't like more like what does that say you about you as a player what are the things about games that lots of people seem to like but you don't like because as a person you gravitate more towards xyz which might not be a commonly held preference so maybe the question really what are your unpopular gaming preferences i think hz is qualified to answer this as well because it sounds like he often approaches games from a different angle than joe average gamer so i thought maybe it would be cool to hear your guys talk about that Everyone seems to like ABC and games, but I don't. Um, if that seems too dumb or too vague, consider this variation. What are your possibly unpopular pet peeves in video games? One of mine, for example, is smashing crates, jars, etc. to get minor pickups like coins and ammo. It feels like busy work to me, but if I don't do it, I have to walk past all these obvious power-ups that I know are in there. And I wonder if I need that stuff to win. Just put the items on the floor so I can see what they are and <laughs> let me walk over them and pick them up without mashing the attack button. But it's co quite common for games to require this box smashing, so I suspect I'm in the minority. Ooh. So there you go. So, over Bob, I do like these types of questions, actually. The, a little bit of the psychology of like gaming. That's very interesting as a person who doesn't play a lot of games but has opinions on games. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is an easier topic to broach. I'm just trying to think of unpopular opinions. Okay, well, I've I've got a, a pet peeve. I don't have, I'm, I have to think a little more on the unpopular gaming preference, but I do have a pet peeve that'll let you like kind of think yeah. a little bit. So I hate ladders. Ladders, ladders. Like, I've never met a video game ladder that I liked. Like, all it does is add time. You you're just holding up on the ladder, and you just like. Lots of times, it's just like 30 seconds of watching the guy climb. You don't do anything. You're not in danger. It's just like this stupid thing. Uh, in Days Gone, especially, like there wasn't a mechanic to even slide down the ladders fast. So when you climb back, you, you, there were like these missions where you'd have to climb up a radio tower, and it was just like 30 seconds of watching the dude climb. Then you go up there, and like the mission is successful, and then you have to climb right back down, and you don't even do anything when you're up there. So I hate ladders. Like it never doesn't add anything. Let me jetpack around or jump or whatever. But just, like climbing the ladder, it it's never been my thing. Like I I hate it. I it never adds anything to the game. 
Is that? It's just a pet peeve. I was like, is that a popular? Uh, I, I don't know if that's an unpopular hates, opinion like, or not, but like, it's definitely a pet peeve. Okay. And the other pet peeve I have is. I hate mashing buttons as like a reaction thing. Uh, like when, when like you're getting attacked by an enemy and it's like, and it's like that you have to press a real fast. Like I don't want to do that. That is like a to counter or like push a repeatedly. Just a hit repeatedly. You uh, know, like um, the original God of war games, you had to like mash a button to open every treasure chest. Like it's just dumb. Uh, one of the things I really liked about the Spider-Man game was in the options menu, they gave you a toggle where you could have either mash the button or just hold it. And like holding it is great. Like I'm fine with just pressing it down and holding it because, but like having that stupid, like it hurts your wrist after a while. And <laughs> if you're doing it like every 30 seconds, like I, it feels like I'm playing like a stupid button mash fighter, which I don't want to be pressing the buttons that'll like wear the buttons out on the controller. Like just do something else. Like don't give me that mashy busy work type thing. I think I have, I can think of at least two opinions. I don't know if they're popular or unpopular. I guess there'd be pet peeves. One I think I've discussed. All right, go ahead I, and hit me. I don't like first person shooter games or any game where there's an enemy potentially behind me. <laughs> like, I guess that's an unpopular opinion because that's a very popular genre. Yeah, that would definitely be an unpopular opinion. Any game where I cannot see behind me at all times is just a stupid game. So like, is it specifically first person? Like, if you're in a third-person game and you can rotate the camera to, like, see behind you when you want to... Still annoying. Still annoying. I mean, yeah, so, like, I remember there's Duke Nukem 3D is, like, my prototypical, for some reason, third-person perspective one. Because you could see the back of Duke Nukem, and potentially you could see if an enemy was close enough to, like, stab you in the back or something, you would see, like, them that close. However, if they're sneaking up on you... Anything that requires you to constantly or have to physically move the camera to look behind you, I hate that. So you like like overhead shots or like XCOM isometric or anything where you yes. can always see around. Top you. downs are fine. Anything where it's like a 2D side scroller, perfectly fine. Um, if there is a, if there's something that warns me that there's somebody coming behind me, like a radar kind of system where it's beeping and I can see far enough away because that's the other problem that I hate where like the radar detectors for some reason only emanate forward mm -hmm. and like your dot is at the bottom of the screen. So you need like one of those things from alien where yes. you can see like all the dots coming at you. Then I don't mind. It's if I have the free will option of, I can check behind me at any time. The game gets extremely tedious and you've probably seen me play these types <laughs> of games where I just constantly then start turning around repeatedly. I Did hate you that. do that in Hitman. I or do. Well, if I know that, because in Hitman, I'm walking around a town and I'm assuming I'm not going to get shot. Right. Like it, it's not until you actually take action yes. that people are coming after you. Like in, in Grand Theft Auto, I just don't break the rules as much as possible. And then so, you don't have anything to worry about. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Like, I don't want to look suspicious, but in there's, if there is a case where like enemies are following me or out to get me, my paranoia shoots through the roof. And so it becomes unfun, just like you have to smash objects out there. I constantly feel a need to turn around in games or if there's a button, you look behind you kind of thing. One solution that I love, Twisted Metal, that series, when they included rear view mirrors, I loved it. Perfectly mm. fine with that. Cool. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that is a probably an unpopular opinion I to would, destroy would, an entire like yeah, genre. I would consider that sort of a, a gaming preference that's not popular. The other one I hate levels or games with timers 
I don't mind like a timer in a certain level kind of thing, mm-hmm. but I hate games that require you to solve it within a certain number of days. The one that comes to mind for this Fallout 1, I think actually, where the, the I mean, the premise of Fallout 1, it was a top-down isometric kind of game. It was really cool, but like you had 60 or 90 days to solve like this the water generator problem or else there was an issue. I never really beat that game because I couldn't explore. Like because I would inevitably use up my 60 days and, like, die. Like, I think you're supposed to go somewhere and, like, fix something and it extends your day out. Mm-hmm. But, like, things where there is a, you have this many days to solve the main puzzle kind of thing, it frustrates me to a degree. So it's only for, like, sort of those longer form games where, like, the timer can end and you just fail the entire game because yeah, you Yeah, like the game up. ends for yeah. Fallout if you don't solve it in there. So like in XCOM where there's like a mission with a timer, that's not as big a deal. That's that's okay. Like that's I understand okay. a mission or like, it, oh, there's a bomb and you got to run away kind of thing. Right. So there's this game called The Outer Wilds, which is different from The Outer Worlds. Oh, did not know that. that. There's, there's two games out. I, Outer Wilds, I haven't played it. It's out for PC and I believe the Xbox One. Right now, I don't think it's on PS4 at the moment. I don't know if it's exclusive or like timed or whatever. But in Outer Wilds, the plot of this is that like you have 25 minutes before the sun in the solar system explodes. And at the end of the 25 minutes, like the time loop starts over. So like then it doesn't end the game, but like you start back at the beginning where you were before. And so like the game is kind of like a Groundhog Day sort of thing where you're trying to as you like get information, you know where to go and like what to do next. And you're slowly progressing and as you're solving, like how to stop this sun from exploding and killing everyone. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So I was going to ask, is that like, is that, that seems to be okay because you're not like ending the game. It's when. Yeah. It's when it, and the, I guess the variation of this, because I'm just going to keep ranting now, apparently. The third is the, the gauntlet issue, which Mm -hmm. is a variation of this, where if you're in a situation where you, your character will constantly be poisoned or lose life just based on time. Have you played the gauntlet series? Like red red wizard. So like the, the old, arcade system where like just by playing the game you were losing the game yes the the way you had to solve it was simply you fed quarters into the machine to get more time it was just you versus capitalism essentially yeah like death is following you around in the game and stuff but like it's just purely you get rid of death by putting in quarters you could get food in the game but inevitably there's a timer in that way the other variation of this that i've seen again in the fallout series radiation poisoning things i cannot see that poison me or the fact of like poisoned food told you mineral poisoned food hurts you a little bit but the idea of constantly taking radiation damage mm-hmm. it actually turns me off of the whole fallout series i love the series itself interesting the isometric ones and the first person shooter yes i don't like the first person aspects but the fact that there's radiation poisoning in all of the games is just something that leaves me with a distaste that my character will slowly be poisoned over time even though there's ways to like heal from it by like i don't know you're supposed to inject yourself or something but like if you eat food to heal but secretly it could be poisoned and could cause that sort of i don't like that concept just Mm -hmm. in general anything where oh you're making a sacrifice and yeah sure it's a realistic or i don't know but fuck it don't radiate me (laughs) to go back to your first person thing i am curious you liked overwatch i didn't 
mind it, but yeah, I enjoyed it. It was. Is one there, of the, was there any reason why that one was more okay than others? It was a fixed map, and usually the enemy were in front of you at the beginning. Like, so like you you did eventually you would have to like sort of keep an eye out from everywhere because people could be flanking you. But in general, like you're going one way, the enemy is going to be in front of you, sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. An Ender's Game kind of issue there. Like the, <laughs> as long as it's, gotcha. the exit's always down and yeah. you kind of know where the enemy is going to be. Like, it sucked to get sniped, sure, but, like, I wasn't getting jump scared as often. Also, there's not a lot of characters that will suddenly abruptly sneak up on you and, like, slash so away. You, you played before Sombra existed then. I did. The invisibility thing, yeah. I never really got to see. And then once I started to play the game with Sombra, I picked Sombra. So you knew, yeah. but I mean, the enemy team could also have a Samra. So it's they a, could, that, but I could turn invisible and run away as ah, well. Ah, gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Um. So I'm trying to think on, on my personal things. Like there are things I that are I don't like in games. I can't. I'm trying to think of something that other people might enjoy more. But like things like escort missions where the enemy AI is super stupid. Like oh, not just where you're idiot guy is an idiot as well and will like walk in front of traffic or something and get hit by a car well that, that's what i mean oh. like 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 you're you're escorting someone from point a to point b and they're idiots another thing is like when you have to follow somebody and they fucking take forever walking places yeah like if you're going to make me like follow somebody to a place uh and you want to like drop story on me just fucking automatically do it like make it a cutscene. don't make me have to hold the button down and like slowly walk from point mm-hmm. a to point b just because you want to get some dialogue in but i'm i, I mean those things i feel like most people don't like mm-hmm. so i'm trying i'm trying to Unpopular come up with something opinion. that's that is an opinion that like, are there types of games you like that other people just don't care for, or you know that nobody else really likes these types of games? Not really. I mean, like, you tend to play everything, so you yeah, I play it all. a little bit of everything. So, I, I and, guess okay. So here, this, I'm not sure if this is quite mm-hmm. quite what Overbob is looking for, but it's a, a trend that I've noticed uh, in myself that's more recent. I don't like failing in a game when I feel like failure isn't part of the game design. And I'm going to try and explain that as best I can. I can tell you how I interpreted it, but I'd rather... Oh, I mean, go ahead. Uh, You don't like losing games? Like a game over type of game situation? Sort of, yes. Like, I don't like that I... It's become a preference of mine that especially in here let me let me try and start Mm -hmm. over here in games like uncharted where it's like a very story-based kind of story-driven game i get frustrated and annoyed a lot faster when i lose in situations or like i get a game over like because i i might have been doing it wrong and like it could be my fault that i died and most of the mm-hmm. time it is. Sometimes enemy AI is stupid or like whatever. But it bothers me and makes me not want to play the game because the game is clearly designed in a way where they want to see you to see the full story. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it feels like I'm playing a game and I don't want to be challenged. I just kind of want to have an interactive story. 
But at the same time, I don't want to play on easy. Like I want to feel like I'm putting effort into it, but I don't want to have so much effort, have to like put hours of effort into clearing like one section. You know, I don't okay. want to have to memorize every single location of every game. The Dark Souls of stories. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to bring up Dark Souls because like that is a game where like dying and repeating is built into the game. Like when I play a Dark Souls game, I expect to die at bosses. I expect that occasionally an enemy is going to ambush me. I'm going to get too confident. And part of the systems of the game is like when you die, you have to make it back to where you died and you get all your money back. So like there are systems in the game that make dying a part of the game. While there are a lot of a lot of games that are story based and like getting more like artsy and like trying to like tell these epic 30 to 40 hour stories where dying doesn't feel like it's a part of the game game anymore mm-hmm. like it's a story your character doesn't die it's a he has one life he's a human person. yeah yeah he, he when you die you just restart at the last checkpoint which could be like five minutes ago or it could be 30 seconds ago you don't know because everything's automated now yeah and it, it just and then you hear the same dialogue repeat over again and if you get stuck on it and have to do it five times you know like it breaks that immersion and mm-hmm. it i don't know i maybe this is kind of a i feel like this might be an unpopular opinion but like when i'm playing these games i want enough of a challenge that i don't feel like i'm just like overpowering every enemy but i also don't want to be so challenged that i actually have to repeat things multiple times because i'm thinking of like i think i get what you're saying and it's almost a game design or if you're going to build this type of game you shouldn't have this feature which is if you're focusing on story elements like a long form narration. You don't want it to have like Iron Man difficulty right. where like if you die, you have to play through the whole thing again or exactly. even play through like the scenario again. Mm-hmm. Like Fire Emblem, my recollections of the old Fire Emblems where it was like missions, I would fail missions and I'd have to go back, but it wasn't a restarting of the full story. Right, yeah. Like in Fire Emblem, if you fail a mission, you can restart the mission from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was annoying and a lot of times... If a character died, I would automatically restart the mission. But, like, again, I feel like that is built into the game. Especially... As opposed to, like, Final Fantasy, where you're putting in, like, 20-something hours or so. I mean, I'm still putting in 20 hours to f- in or more in Fire Emblem. I think I'm up to, like, 70 in three houses right now. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it, it can be long if you make it long, and I'm a long That's person. what she said. Thanks. You're I'm welcome. so proud of you. <laughs> But uh, the best example, one of the, an example I could give is I got the game Bloodstained, which is, um, it's a kind of a Castlevania successor. And mm-hmm. I used to love the Metroidvania Castlevanias. Like, Symphony mm-hmm. of the Night is still great to me. I can still play Symphony of the Night from start to finish because I know that game like the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. I don't die that often. When I do, I'm like, okay, you know, I messed up. And, like, so repeating stuff in, especially in, like, Repeating stuff in old games that I've played before, it doesn't matter. When I'm having a new experience, Mm -hmm. I get frustrated. Like, old games, I've done this before. I'm just playing to have fun. Like, I'm not experiencing the story for the first time. But, like, Bloodstained, so I got it, and I played it, and I was having a good time. It was a Castlevania game. And I got to the first boss, and I died. Happens. It happens. I went... I, and I'm like, okay, I got a little, I, I get a little over eager. I messed up here. 
I'll try and do it better. Play, had to go through, watch an entire goddamn cutscene a second time. Ooh, yeah. Uh, had to skip a bunch of stuff. Finally got did the boss fight again, and I died again. And I haven't played the game since. Just two deaths? Just two deaths, and that was enough for me to be like, mm, I don't want to be dying this much, especially when it's the first fucking boss. Like, okay, if I get to the final boss and it's tough, I will put in some effort to beat the final boss. If this is the first boss of the game and I'm dying already, like... Do you know why you're dying? Fuck if I know. Like, is it a skill? Like, I don't Look, know. And that, see, that that's just it. Like, I don't... I thought I knew what I was doing wrong and then I still kept getting hit and then I died. So in Dark Souls and the and like XCOM and those games, when you like lose a soldier, when you die, you have an idea of what you can do to make yourself not die. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of these games like Uncharted or Bloodstained or whatever, you're just taking damage spam from an enemy and then you die. And, like, I don't know how I could do better against damage spam. Did I not hide in the right bush? Did I, you know, shoot the wrong enemy first and the guy with the rocket launcher got me instead? I don't know. And so, I guess, again, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion, uh, but it is my opinion. I like to have games, like, when I die and I don't have a reason for dying or, like, it breaks the narrative... I, I don't okay. really appreciate it in games anymore. I I don't know if I share that opinion with you, but I understand it. Because I can think of at least two experiences similar, but I'll, I'll pick one. Because okay. I think it's... This is one where I think you would agree with me, and it's not the same as yours, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And I don't know then why I'm sharing it. But, like, <laughs> my most difficult one was probably... Well, my second most difficult. XCOM... There was in the original expansion pack, there's when they introduced the thin men in one of the levels, it's just super hard. The snaky thin men. So they look like the MIB people. Mm -hmm. It was such a difficult mission. Like I played it over and over and I would constantly lose. I saved right before it constantly lose. Like I played it 10, 20 times and like, I didn't know quite what to do better. It was purely like they were so goddamn accurate. And -hmm. that was the thing. And eventually I beat that level through like sheer luck and like stupidity of like throwing grenades all over the place and just trying to like wreck house to get like the, you had to escort somebody out or something like that. Is, are you talking about the original '90s XCOM? No, no, the, no. The I'm XCOM remake. The XCOM, I think, Enemy Within. Enemy Unknown, I believe, was the original, and then Within was like the expansion. They made. the one where they had like genetic enhancements to your troops and stuff like yeah. that, and they had. The yeah. I remember this Thin Man mission now, the one where yeah. they first bring them in. Yeah. The first introduction of the Thin, because it was a specific story-based mission, right? And like it was essential to the plot, so you couldn't skip it or move, but you couldn't advance in the story unless you beat this mission, and I just couldn't beat it for the longest time, and so I constantly, constantly, but it was XCOM to me, and so I was like, I know that this is. I have to beat this at some point. And it was trying different ridiculous strategies. But part of it was like, what did I do wrong? It was just simply the thin man shot me really well, or he, he didn't miss any shots or anything. So I had to get lucky in some way or force the luck by using like my strategy is going to be, everybody's got a grenade at least. And we're going to throw grenades like crazy. Maybe the building will fall. So he doesn't get to the same like easy sniping spot or something like that. But it took me forever. Mm -hmm. It was a sense of accomplishment to beat it though. But that one was frustrating, but I don't think it's the same as what you're saying here. Because you didn't mind because it's XCOM. Yeah, like that sort of thing. Like, But I had to play it 20 plus. Like, it was easily 10, 20 times. I'm not entirely sure. That's sort of like what I'm saying. Like, 
I know it is it is XCOM, so I'm more willing to forgive it because like tactics mm-hmm. missions, like yeah. starting over, things like that. But having to do like getting bottlenecked and like getting stuck at that story mission is definitely something I wouldn't like. Mm-hmm. And then a counterpoint. Mine, I know, is an unpopular opinion because you'll like these types of games. I don't like games like Enter the Gungeon or games that where it's like you have to do a certain sequence. Like your Metroidvania, I think, might fall into this. Where like, Or like the people who play the Mario level maker games, mm-hmm. where it's like there is a right way or you have to have said reflexes of this skill level to survive this level because it's you jump from here here to here and then you got to wait two seconds then you jump here here to here that's not skill to me i mean it is skillful to watch i suppose that's not fun in any way where i don't have a i can't like like, there's a set way to do it and if you don't do it the set way you lose yeah and like boss fights that are like that like boss fight he's gonna shoot three times and then there's a gap like punch out hate punch out so i i feel like that's also a kind of an unpopular one that goes in there too (laughs) Um, I kind of agree with you. I like having boss fights or like games where the strategy is open, yeah. where like, you know, you kind of can do what you want on the fly. I, I like mixing it up. I do like occasionally having those kind of like Super Mario Maker levels where you like jump and you have to hit the exact right spots and like just do that until you get it right. And it sounds like you like it if it's not story heavy, because I'm realizing a lot of those games don't have long plots and stuff they're level-based games or something right yeah like i don't mind doing a mario maker level for half an hour in a row while i'm like watching something on tv to solve it right exactly to me that is similar to like a brain teaser or a crossword puzzle a sudoku where you're like spending half an hour on a puzzle (laughs) and a game like the witness where you know we sat there and you watched me struggle at blinking dots together um i know over bob likes the witness and so (laughs) But, like, that sort of thing doesn't bother me. Like, because, again, it's just a puzzle. When it doesn't feel like a puzzle, when it's a story-based, when it seems like this is, like, a checkpoint. There was a comedian that made a similar type of thing. Uh, He he made a joke about it, so he made it sound a lot funnier than I'm going to. It's like, if you, you don't read a book... And when you get to page 50, the book closes and asks you, what are the themes of the book so far? And if you don't get that right, like the book locks and you can't read anymore until you like know what it's asking you. Like games are very unique in that sort of aspect where like you cannot see half a game because you're not good enough to get past a certain point. (laughs) And... So that kind of thing happening in games where I care about the story seems to bother me. And like, even though Bloodstained wasn't really a story, I think for me, for Bloodstained specifically, it was a game I was like half on the fence on already. And it was, I was trying to let it win me over. Mm -hmm. And so I think I came in with like a negative opinion on it. I mean, when I say negative, I don't mean like I didn't like the game. I meant in a sort of this game has got to make me want to play it. Whereas mm-hmm. like I came in excited to play Fire Emblem. It didn't have to do much to hook me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I was excited to play Kingdom Hearts. I was excited to play Spider-Man. You know, there are games that I get pumped for. And like I'd heard a lot of good things about Bloodstained. Uh, people on my Twitter timeline were enjoying it. So I figured I'd 
pick it up. I'd have something to play before Fire Emblem came out. And so I was didn't have that enthusiasm. And I think <laughs> that might also play a part into it where like I'm not willing to put in the work to get good at a game when A, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. B, it's very early in the game. Like I've only been playing this game for like 15 minutes and I'm already stuck. And C, I'm trying to let the game is has to earn my respect, not like I don't already really want to play this game. So I think those combinations just made me be like, nope, sorry, I'm going to drop it. I completely get this because I just had this conversation actually earlier this day, but not about games. Really? I had a friend who is currently, they want to read the Odyssey. We're going to get classical here, but like they wanted Mm -hmm. to read the Odyssey. So they started with the Iliad. Okay. That's, I feel like that's, um, because they were like, oh, I want the sequence. So you read the first one and then the second one, the Iliad and then the Odyssey. I mean, you do that if you want to read like Harry Potter and, you know, the Goblet of Fire, you start with Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. I don't feel like you need to start with the Iliad for the Odyssey. And I didn't read the Iliad first. I read the Iliad much, much later. Like the Odyssey. I don't think I've even read the Iliad. I think I've only read the Odyssey. So, spoilers for this, like, uh, I Homerian know what, epic. I know about the Iliad, okay? Yeah. I, no, no, but to... I'm just saying for, like, the people out there. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. We're getting into the spoiler debate again. You do not need to fucking spoil the Iliad. Like, 3000 BC? No, but not 3000 You're, you're BC. a little off there. Yeah. But, yeah, you don't need... That's fucking ancient text at this point. <laughs> you're not spoiling the goddamn Iliad. But so, okay. like... She's reading the Iliad, and she's like, uh, she's only read the first chapter. So I've read the Iliad. Spoilers. It's really... Stop saying spoilers! <laughs> it's really, really dense. It's a lot of war stuff, yeah. But it, it starts in media res, in the middle of the war. So it doesn't even start with, oh, I know the story of, like, the Trojan War and everything, and Helen and stuff. It doesn't start with Helen, actually. It starts right in the middle of, like, Achilles and Agamemnon bickering about, like, Brysis, which... Most people are like, what the fuck is that? What's a Brysis? What's the story? And it doesn't explain anything because it's going to have flashbacks later. They Tarantino that shit. Or I guess they Homer that shit in the beginning. He's the first. But like, so she's like, I just want to read the Odyssey. And what the fuck is this? Because there's 24 books or chapters of the Iliad that she has to get through. And I'm like, why are you doing this? And for her, she's a completist. So she was like, the Iliad first and then the Odyssey. And it's like the investment that you have to put into the Iliad. Like I had to read that in school because it is not a easy casual read kind of thing. It's complex. There's lots of characters with complicated names and the story starts in the middle of things. Like the Odyssey is like the Mad Max Fury Road of like Homeric of epics. Basically (laughs) you go somewhere and you come back. Like that's all you got to do. And stuff happens along the way. And the thing is the Odyssey fucking works i mean one the odyssey fucking works but it's not even go there and come back is it it's just coming back it's true you go yeah it starts he's already there he he's the it's whole just thing a point is, a to point b story yeah, yeah like he he's not he's not he's coming back from the trojan yeah. war and that's what they're waiting for the iliad does not follow that at all unfortunately the iliad is just like people complaining all the time every day there's like war battles and stuff and then at the end you're like oh I am educated for having finished this in some way. Like, I am smart now. Um, At some point, Achilles kills Hector. Yes. Later books. It does happen. And then, like, I will say, like, the Iliad has one of the best endings. But, like, you have to sit through 23 other fucking book chapter things to get to the 24th chapter to put it into context. But it's not a good payoff. It's not a good movie. Just watch Troy. 
That's where I was about to say, like, are there any good Iliad movies? I'm like, I mean, don't just watch Troy. That's, Troy wasn't a good like. No, Troy was not. Troy has one of the best fight sequences. Does I, it? Yeah, the Achilles versus Hector fight. Like, I can do like a half hour PowerPoint presentation on why this. Fight, I don't remember it at all. Like, it, it I know is, there's chariots involved, and that's it. It is done so well. Like, it is filmed spectacularly. They, the way they set up the music and like the people watching and the, the cinematography, the way it's filmed. I love that fight. Like it is one of the my f- top five favorite action sequences of all time. Okay. Um, the rest of the movie is shit. Yeah. Like it's not a good movie, but that one scene, I remember that scene. I could say that that does sound like my experience of reading the Iliad, which is there is a great single scene for me, which is the scene between like... Uh, Achilles and like Hector's father at the very end, Priam. Great emotional scene in my head, done very well. But my God, the rest of the stuff is really just dense crap to get through, <laughs> to get to that one emotional payoff. And then I'm like, oh yeah, the Odyssey, you could enjoy it without having read the Iliad. And sure, you get more context. Like when you have in the Odyssey, Odysseus going and he meets Achilles in hell and stuff. Yeah, there's some pathos there because you've read 24 fucking books of like Achilles. And like Achilles in the end is like, oh, I would have traded it all. I was wrong. Like, fair enough. But like, and again, I want to say, spoilers. Yes. Stop it. You can't <laughs> fucking spoil the Iliad. The Odyssey this time. I spoiled that. The Odyssey is a great book. Like I remember reading it at like 11, 12 years old and going like, this is amazing. So that's weird. I, I, I think I read it as a freshman uh, in high school. So 14, 14, 15, somewhere in there. Like, I liked the Odyssey, but like reading it as like a preteen and being like, this is fucking awesome. I don't think so. Even worse, though, what I had done was it was one of I remember it because it was one of my first big books that I got in the sense that it was a mature because I bought the. Not just the like basic Edith, Edith Hamilton translation one, but like someone who wrote it in poetry, like line by. So the book itself was like 800 pages of like each line translated poetically using wow. big words. and fa- So I was like, what is this shit? And I started reading it, but I was like, Lotus Eaters and Cyclopses. And it's all rhyming in this weird like language. And I was like, this is dense. And it took me a while to read as like, I remember this was like pre-middle school, but I was like, this is kind of cool, the shit that's happening. Then later I read it in like a basic and I was like, oh yeah, like this happens, this happens. And I've seen like movies and all that stuff. And I, but like the Odyssey hooked me as a kid because even as a kid, I could get it. He wants to go home and stuff keeps stopping him from going home. (laughs) Just let the man go home. It was a good story to me. Okay. But the Iliad, yeah, I had to read for actual, but so jumping back to our game situation thing. Okay. Uh, The catalyst thing of like, where it's like, she wants to finish the Iliad and I'm like, this is a long fucking payoff that you're not invested in the Iliad. You care about the Odyssey. The Odyssey is exciting and you want to read that stuff. Yeah, you can get Odysseus is in the Iliad and Achilles is in the Odyssey for a little bit. And yes, there are parallels. Like, So if you want to get really classical for a moment, like, yes, the books parallel each other and you can compare chapter one to chapter one and back and forth. And should you read the Aeneid, then you can see how that's 12 books, I believe. And they kind of do like, sure, you can get really like Tarantino film school-esque about it. But, like, you could just enjoy it for what it is and skip ahead to the Odyssey. But I was trying to convince her of, like, uh, and she was like, should I continue? So what does this have to do with video games? So, like, for you, blood, the blood, whatever it is, Bloodsport, Bloodborne. Bloodstained. That's your Iliad, man. But there's no Odyssey. That's the problem then, man. You need your Odyssey. Where's your Odyssey for this? Is Fire Emblem and all the... You just made a really roundabout point 
that had absolutely nothing to do with what I was saying. But it sounded pretty You just wanted deep. to talk about the Iliad and the Odyssey. I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> like, if I was saying I was forcing myself to go through a game because I heard the sequel was really good, then that would have been a great, like, comparison. But that was not what I was talking about. We just needed an Odyssey for this. If we had if we had an Odyssey in mind, we could have finished this. And it I mean, worked. I played Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I played Super Mario Odyssey. Did you play Oddworld Abe's Odyssey? I did. Yeah. I could not beat it. <laughs> and that was one of the fu- and I had one of the game guides for it too. It was at some point it becomes skill-based where jump through, do this, do this, do this kind of thing and once I realized that it was not, really not fucking hard game. and less fun. Plus it was one of those completest games where like, to get the good ending, you had to save, like, all 99 people, including from the level one. And so you needed skills and abilities from, like, the experience of playing the game to figure it out early on, like, how to do shit. If that makes sense. Like, you would have to play through the game, become experienced, recognize, oh, this type of situation. You could have done this. Should have done that when you played the game the first time around. But if uh, you play it for the first time without a game Probably not going to get it. Like, oh, that character in the back, you could have manipulated them. Uh, but you don't learn that skill, like six missions down the road or something gotcha. yeah so like it's a game that inherently forced you to play itself okay so um thanks over bob for your question we kind of made an entire episode out of it of like rants and stuff and i feel like we could make a second episode of things we like in games to yeah be like we didn't even get to like the positive things that we prefer in games although that's kind of bled through and just what we talk about in general yeah we're winding down, but before we wind down, did we want to talk about Black Sad? I feel like we need more time for that. You need more time. We just need to drop that name and say nothing else for these people. Um, I'm not going to do that because oh. you also did that in a previous episode where you said you name dropped like a bike story that you had to tell and then you never told that that. The biker story? like The, the biker b- story, yeah. Well, we talked about that. We don't need to discuss illegal crimes or anything now. Okay, that's fair. So I that one was censored by the man. Okay, fine. I don't remember this. We It was one of our pre... It was literally the next episode in the beginning. We talked about money laundering for a while. Oh, right. The biker story is related to what is and is not money oh, laundering. Oh, oh, okay. So you shot that one down. We don't discuss... Oh, like, all right. No fair. money laundering has occurred. Okay. Nothing went wrong. It's fine. Okay. All right. And we still can't launder a podcast. Yes. <laughs> we did not try. Okay. So I guess we're name dropping Black Sad, which sounds really stupid. But uh, okay. we promise no, no, we... I'm, I'm giving this context. Okay. So Harvey Z has been doing Switch research. That's right. I'm a fucking gamer now. And he found this game called Black Sad on Amazon, apparently, Amazon. that I'd never heard of. And what were you trying to call it at first? I was like, I knew it was a color and like paw or something. Yeah, I think, I think you, you called it like dark paw or black paw. It, it took me a while to and find it. And I tried it. to describe the game to you and you were just like, you're high, Harvey Z. Yeah, yeah. I was, was like, it's a noir game with a panther detective with a jazz soundtrack. And so <laughs> I finally found it. And this game does exist. It's coming out in September, apparently. And it apparently just won a re- an award or something at Gamescom. So it's like supposed to be an act. It might not actually be a bad game. You're welcome. Harvey Z's picks. Like, <laughs> so this is, this is I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm actually starting to keep an eye on this game. Will you actually consider buying it? I might, depending on, <laughs> on how it turns out. Because um, it's supposed to be like a, uh, a point and click adventure sort of story based game. 
so literally about the a like 1940s noir detective who's who a happens, panther yeah. happens to be a panther and everybody else's animals as well yeah it's it's i think it's based off of a comic book yeah didn't uh, know that yeah. <laughs> so yeah i get i mean i guess that's really all we need to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> like i'm just curious if you actually because if you had to ask me this like when i discovered the game would t-man be interested or consider buying this game I would have said hell no. <laughs> the fact that you also got interested by this. I mean, you never know what's going to pique somebody's interest. Yeah, so Black Sad. I guess that's my... I, I can't really we'll call that my recommendation. We'll give you updates as it comes out, maybe? I, I, I need to come up with a recommend, game recommendation before we end. Because like, we talked about... I've, I mean, we've already done Fire Emblem. I feel Emblem. like Black Sad could be our two watch. I haven't, I haven't played it though. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. T Man's like game of the week. It is like a, a pedestal where ah. I'm recommending games for people to play. And I feel like Harvey Z's is just like weird shit that he might not buy. But have you heard about this game? <laughs> Very true. So I guess just to to kind of wrap things up, I will make T Man's game of the week. Jeez, I don't even know. Not the blood one, it sounds like. Uh, definitely not the blood one. Um, I would say, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say that the Uncharted series is my game of the week this week. Like, I was talking about it mm-hmm. um, and, like, what I didn't like about dying and everything. But the Uncharted games are some of my favorite pulp adventures. Like, it's the closest we get to a good Indiana Jones action-adventure game. Like, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis is a great point-and-click adventure game back in the LucasArts games uh, era of the 90s. But Uncharted is just like modern Indiana Jones. And uh, the first one is the roughest, obviously, because it's the first one, but it's still a good game. <laughs> Two, I think, is the best. Three, I'd like to go back and go try again, because I didn't like it at the time. But I think I was... I had seen so much of it in previews. Like, I had loved Uncharted 2 so much that I kind of gorged myself on Uncharted 3 promo material. And so I think it was the, that was the time where I learned to not digest a lot of game trailers because I had seen all the major set pieces from Uncharted 3 before I played the game. So I was just kind of like waiting for that moment for to see stuff that I hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. And then the game was over. And I was like, oh. And so at the time, it really disappointed me. But I don't think it's actually a bad game. Uh, so I'd like to, I want to go back and play it again. And uh, Uncharted 4 was fantastic. And the Uncharted The Lost Legacy, or I think that's what it's called. Because the Goosebumps book is The Lo- Legend of the Lost Legend. I think Uncharted <laughs> is The Lost Legacy. Sorry, I get, for some okay. reason, the fact that the names are so close, I, I have to catch myself. But the sp- Lo- Lost Legacy spinoff was good too. And yeah, play the Uncharted games, folks. Uh, so that's it. Thank you over Bob for your question. Like I said, we ended up making a whole episode out of it. There wasn't really much news to discuss this week unless we wanted to talk about uh, Ninja going to Mixer over Twitch. Yeah, I heard a little uh, bit. But, but yeah. I, like, I don't care. It's less gaming, more celebrity people. In yeah, I, I don't feel like talking about it. Gamers. Yeah. Although it, apparently Twitch was like using his old channel to like promote other Twitch people to like get other... Yeah, um, and like porn showed up. On yeah, like stuff. somehow they accidentally hosted a porn thing. So accidentally, yeah. 
No, I mean, the person hosting it wasn't on accident, but Twitch probably didn't mean to yeah. recommend porn with Ninja's old account. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that's all that on that story. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> so next week, I might have played games other than Fire Emblem. I might have more to talk about. I don't. I just. I don't want to talk. Keep talking about Fire Emblem every yeah. week. So where can they find you, RBZ? They can find me on Twitter at the Z is silent. T H A Z I S silent. Did you really have to spell is? I was confused there, and I was like, "Do I?" I was debating on silent, and then I just caught myself and was like, "They can figure that out." Okay, you can find me at T Man Plays Games on Twitter. You can find our podcast at Make Me a Podcast. You can always email us like Overbob did at Make Me a Gamer Podcast at gmail dot com. Who knows? Maybe we'll make an entire episode out of one of your emails. And uh, you can find my writings at tmansrights.com if I ever start doing them again. I'm so lazy. I did write a short story this past weekend, though, so I'm proud of myself for that. It's not a blog post, but it was writing. Uh, okay, Harvey Z, take us out. We're done. What's What you got? Last word. Come on, give it to me. <sighs> There's so much to choose from. Do I go condiments? Do I go toppings? Do I go Iliad and Odyssey? Do I go, like, Panther Detectives? You know, the panther detective thing, you, you'd think they would have gone with the pink panther, but they chose to go with this black panther instead. I mean, if it's based on a comic book, like, they're not just going to make a random... Yeah. Hmm. I need to make money off of this somehow, but I don't think I can own pink panther games and make pink panther things. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the other people own the rights to that already. Doesn't it become public at some point? Yeah, check with Disney, the people that you saved. <laughs>